Hello and welcome to Pod for Noriga, the official podcast of all Norwegian television and film. I'm Jack, and I'm in the, in the house of my friend... Erlen Bjorklund. Yeah, dude. My humble abode. I know. I've never been here before. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Um, it's just us two today, and because uh, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, we are doing kind of a head-to-head comparison of the films Insomnia and the other film Insomnia. <laughs> This uh, was requested, right? This requested, yeah, actually. Uh, this guy, uh, Anders, uh, wrote into us and recommended it amongst other things. So we thought this one may be a fun little bonus thing to do. Especially because, actually, our I apologize, our last podcast on The King's Choice still hasn't come out yet. Maybe it'll be out by now. But this is a little thing to kind of hold you over um, while we uh, uh, put that together. But yeah, um, so uh, right off the top, we are going to be talking about the... Uh, 1997 film uh, Insomnia, directed by Eric Schilderberg. 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 Which actually means Shield Boulder, which I think is pretty badass. I'm gonna, Mr. Shield Boulder. I'm yeah. so glad Mr. you said Mr. Shield it. Boulder. Yes, yeah, so Mr. Shield Boulder, uh, director of Nukas, no comment, uh, writer on Occupied. Uh, was he really? Yes, he was. Wow. Right. Yeah, and uh, and we're going to be carrying his uh, film Insomnia to the 2002 remake uh, from uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, the man. Everyone has heard of this man. He's the man of the hour. Yes. Temporal pincer move. Temporal. <laughs> Don't know spoilers. <laughs> That's the thing is, I feel like most of the people who listen to this podcast are in the states, so they haven't. They have it hasn't come out in America. It's yet? come out, but with with COVID and everything. Like no one's no one went oh to the, it made God, only like three million dollars yeah so we are so lucky to have seen it yeah we, so Earl and I saw spoiler it's awesome saw Tenet together hmm. Christopher Nolan is obsessed with time this is actually one of the few movies I think yeah he has that's not obsessed with time not obsessed with time I mean uh, and I think we'll get into this but this this is kind of his first movie that's uh, on a larger scale I mean it's I wouldn't yeah. really call it a blockbuster but it's definitely. His biggest movie. Is this his second movie? It's his third. third. So he did Following. Following, then he did Memento, very low budget, both of those quite indie. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Memento was maybe like his big claim, yeah, yeah. claim to fame, you know, put him put him on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the time stuff really mm-hmm. starts, right? But then um, I think it's safe to say that this film is kind of like um, a, a director for hire type thing. So because he, he didn't write it. He yeah, wrote and, following any Romanento. Exactly, and he's written everything else after okay. uh, this as well. And not to say that, that that's like a critique or, or yeah. anything like that, but I mean, it is, it's the first time a studio uh, mm-hmm. has put a bunch of money in his hands. And I mean, this uh, for context, the remake, again, based off of a uh, Norwegian film, which is, I think, also based off of a book. Might be based this, off of a Stephen this, King book. Th- a Stephen King That's book? what I read on a comment on YouTube, so don't take my word for it. But but this like screams Scandinavian crime novel. Exactly. So who knows? Maybe it's Yul Nesbitt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I but, mean, like, like murdered woman. <laughs> yeah. Flawed detective. Arctic Circle. Yeah, or, uh, <laughs> but either way, um, executive producers George Clooney and Steven Soderbergh, which yeah. is a, a, a oh. very interesting mm-hmm. combination and then they get christopher nolan first time with a big budget yeah 
um, you know, entering the, the world stage. Did you look it up? I have not, but I mean, I know that they they built the, the, the little shed. At the uh, end. At the end, yeah. I yeah. Mean, oh, well, let's also, let's jump in here. So, like, we are obviously, as we always do, going to be spoiling both spoiling. movies. So, if you haven't seen them or, or you don't, uh, or, or if you care, then, you know, don't listen to us and go watch the movie. And I think it's also safe to say that you really only have to have watched one, one to enjoy them. this podcast. So, especially... Yes. For, for most of the, uh, let's say, U.S. audience, it makes sense to have watched the Nolan the, movie. Yeah. And uh, we're not saying you have to watch yeah. the Trollbag uh, version, but I mean, it's cool for context. It's cool for context, but I agree. Like, I don't... It, it, it's good to have the comparison, but overall, there's... there The broad strokes are pretty much the same between both movies, and I actually wrote up a synopsis. Should I... You want me to Take read it, it away. Okay, so this is kind of long, so bear with me. So this is a description that applies to uh, both movies. So... A detective and his partner from the southern part of a country, in uh, the Norwegian case, obviously Norway, and in the Nolan movie, the United States, travel to a town in the north of the country where there is daylight 24 hours a day. They, uh, there, they assist in the investigation of a murdered 17-year-old woman who, who exhibits strained attributes, like her hair being washed and nails being cut after she was murdered. The two partners lead the investigation aided by a local policewoman. The investigators find a backpack of the victim at a shed near the ocean, which they used to, as a trap to lure the murderer back to the scene of the crime. During the stakeout, the murderer approaches the shed, but is alerted by, the, uh, by a police officer making some noise, causing the murderer to flee into the shed and using a hidden tunnel to escape to the beach and into the fog, shooting one of the police officers in the leg in the process. During the pursuit, the main detective accidentally shoots and kills his own partner, thinking it was the murderer. He then covers up his actions, blaming the murderer for having taken the shot. The de detective spends the rest of the movie unable to sleep because of the unceasing sunlight and the guilt over his actions. Uh, having, taken, uh, having taken the murder's revolver, which was dropped during the chase scene in the fog, the detective fires a gun into a dog and uses the spent bullet to replace his own uh, bullet in the evidence locker to further frame the murderer for the killing of his partner. The murderer, who witnessed the detective shoot his partner, begins calling the detective, conversing with him about now th they have a... Um, their shared act of accidentally killing someone. The police are later able to track down the murderer by uncovering that the victim was a fan of the murderer's novels and that they had a pre-existing relationship. Meanwhile, the detective interrogates the victim's friends using unorthodox methods during a car ride. <laughs> We're going to get into that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Trying to stay ahead of the police investigation, the detective chases and ends up meeting the murderer in an enclosed means of transportation, where they plot to frame the boyfriend of the victim, eventually having the gun planted at his apartment. A additionally, the policewoman who is in charge of the investigation of the shooting of the detective's partner begins to find inconsistencies in the stories, eventually finding a shell case on the beach showing that it was actually the detective who fired the shot. The detective learns that the policewoman is traveling to meet the murderer and travels to get there in time, leading to a final showdown between the two involving a shotgun. In the following chase, the murderer is killed. The two films end differently with the American detective dying and the Swedish detective living. Mm. End of movie. I think he did a really good job try, I try, summarizing it's hard. the two. Yeah, because there are some, I think... Um, the the most important common points here, mm -hmm. uh, which definitely kind of frames both movies, is the fact that uh, a detective is hunting mm -hmm. uh, on a case, and then he ends up having a lot in common with the person yes. uh, who he's hunting, and that person ends up seeking him out, and they actually end up having to basically collude behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. 
yes. and how that happens like very similar and very different at the same time in both films so i mean should we just jump in yeah let's it? just jump in here you want to kick it off what yeah you... i mean let's let's start with um kind of wh- how we're introduced to both detectives yes right so in Nolan's movie, it's Al Pacino. I mean, mm-hmm. living legend. Uh, By the way, we're, I assume in this, we're we're not going to refer to their character names because they're di- it's different. It's different. Yeah. And everyone knows we know Al Pacino is the main detective in the American version, and it's uh, Stellan Skarsgård, uh, famous Swedish actor in the Norwegian version. Right. Okay. Also famous for like parts of the Caribbean and like he's he's, he's like actually an inter- he's in like yeah. marvel movies now yeah and he's 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 been a lot of big all those stars so most people should know him and most people should also know his his offspring like yeah. he's the scars guard are kind of like a clan of actors in Sweden. yeah is, what are they known for now the guy who plays uh pennywise in it yeah that's Skarsgård. bill and then you also Who's have the, the tall um, one the tall one from true blood true blood generation kill uh, uh mute yeah uh all kinds yeah. of stuff i yeah. mean also they are like literally a spinning image Okay. Because this this <laughs> yeah. the this movie is from ninety seven, right? So this is Stellan when he's quite young, mm. and uh, he looks just like uh, exactly the same. The, the other the guy, genes are name? strong. Yeah, the genes are definitely strong, and um, yeah. Oh. But also, fun fact: Stellan Skarsgård, uh, mm-hmm. this guy, the main detective, he's also going to be in Dune. Uh, he is uh, <laughs> so big, uh, Vladimir Harkonnen, so that's going to be <laughs> fucking sick. But. Um, Jack and I have this. Uh, I cannot <laughs> wait to see Dune with you. We man. have this. We have this Dune obsession together. Okay, but let's let's talk yeah. about how each detective is introduced. So, uh, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of similarities here. Like you see, both kind of getting flown in internationally for this case, mm-hmm. um, and you see both, you know, both having a reputation, both kind of commanding their job, and like both actors yeah. as well commanding the scenes. I mean, they're. I think they're both fantastic in in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, the big difference, I think, is that right off the bat, from um, the Nolan movie, you find out that there is an internal investigation from Internal Affairs. Yes. Uh, from Los Angeles, that's basically looking into his past, and like, that's not as touched upon. No. In the in yeah. the and that's my big. I think that's like if if you're gonna talk about what are the big differences of this film. Yes. It's kind of like. Nolan and I guess Clooney and Soderbergh, they just turned up the tension mm-hmm. by inserting that plot that device. Stake. Yeah. yeah, so much higher stakes. Like, because I think, and that's one thing. So um, I watched the Nolan one first, like two days ago, and then followed it up with the uh, the Norwegian one. And the uh, uh, as you say, the uh, the internal investigation on Al Pacino's character is. Specifically, it's um, about whether or not they had been fabricating evidence in in uh, many different cases, and which which is true. Like he truly did do it, and we see that in the movie because mm-hmm. he, you know, the, the he, as he argues, there's too much. It's too easy for victims to get off on reasonable doubt, so he needed to. I mean, what's the spe- the specific example he speaks to the receptionist later on? Is that he there essentially was like, planted some blood. On a, a man who killed a kid, who like a, yeah. violated and killed a kid, yeah. and, and so he planned it. And then, as this investigation goes on, it's gonna, um, it's gonna ruin all these like murderers are gonna be let out onto the street, and so um, that play that increases the tension, especially when he ends up shooting his partner because the the investigation they're very very suspicious of Al Pacino, mm. his partner's about to cut a deal, yeah, and, he's like of a lower rank, yeah, so and so. 
and then Al Pacino, if he comes out like, oh, I, I killed him, it was an accident, there, no one's going to believe him. Exactly. Where that is absent from the Norwegian version. Yeah, almost entirely. Which, I mean, you know that there's yeah. some drama going on. Because, yeah. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's like a this, story there's a, about... There's a tiny scene in the beginning. In the autopsy room, right? Yeah. Where he overhears them talking about... Uh, is it, they that someone's kind of someone's... sleeping with? He's like sleeping? No, Isn't no, that no. what it was implied? No, they busted in... Yeah, that is... You're right, actually. They busted into He's like, um, they say the he... apartment. Yes. And they were like... Um, they were going to interrogate uh, somebody. Yeah. I don't know if it was yes. like a, a suspect or a witness. Yes. But essentially, yeah, he was... The way he said, they said it's like he, he was... was deeply interrogating her yeah yeah like he, he yeah. was deeply personal with her yeah, and yeah. or whatever which mm -hmm. i think we should come back to because it makes a lot of sense given when, his actions later yeah given his yeah. actions later because that's one thing i didn't know and which uh the murderer in the norwegian version talking to Stellan skarsgård um says like why couldn't you you know you shot you know the murderer shot a, a police officer in the leg Stellan Skarsgård thinks he's shooting at the murderer, mm. accidentally kills his partner. Like, why couldn't he, and everyone? Why couldn't he have been like? Why couldn't he have just told just the told the truth? Exactly. Like, he probably would have. Not I think been that's that the serious. biggest flaw in the mm. original. Yes. that is the biggest kind of. Uh, Was he like not supposed to have his weapon? No, no. I mean, yeah. like that's the it's uh, the this cop as well is from Sweden and oh. he's like specially sent on Norwegian yeah for operations. Kripos. yeah for Kripos would be the. I mean, I don't know how to describe. Them. So they're like the national investigative service. Isn't it like FBI? That's yeah, it, although it's we've talked about this before. So you have PST in Norway and you have Kripo. So like both would, those services would be covered by the FBI in America. So right. PST is like the internal, like counterterrorism, counterintelligence, like spy stuff. But then like, you know, when you think of like hunting a serial killer or something like a murder, like a big, yeah. then you, traditional that's when you crimes. send, yeah, traditional like crime, right. crime, you would send in Kripos. Which, yeah. So this guy, he's from Sweden and mm -hmm. he's sent to on Norwegian cases. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, now I lost my train of thought. Yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, the, uh, the the shooting. Um, what, why oh yeah, Swedish you... Swedish officers are allowed to wear yeah, weapons. Yeah. yeah, whereas uh, Norwegians are not. So I think that was all good and fine. I think, I mean, in the in the original script, I think it was just kind of like a, you know, mm -hmm. he doesn't want to look bad. Like he had mm -hmm. a reputation yeah. and he doesn't want to look bad. Whereas in the Nolan movie, they just inserted this like necessary mm -hmm. extra plot device to just add stake and yeah. more importantly also i mean towards the end this uh, both movies are about guilt and both movies are about yes. how you can't sleep because you yes. feel so guilty and then towards the end um you know you yeah. almost have the same result whereas in mm -hmm. in the nolan movie it deals with this it leaves a lot more up to discussion from the audience perspective because mm -hmm. essentially uh, at the very end, you know, when, when Al Pacino's character is basically exposed, mm. um, then Hilary Swank, who plays the detective, who's kind of like following yeah, the local up, police officer. Yeah. yeah. She's like, did you, did you, did you kill him? Did you kill your partner? And he yeah. goes, I don't, I don't know. even know anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So I think the, the Nolan movie is just, it just kind of elevates it mm -hmm. and, and brings, brings up a larger discussion of like, mm -hmm. Uh, to what extent did he mean to mm -hmm. or not mean to kill yeah. him? I mean, there was so much more at play. So yes. there was so much more margin for error and kind of like yes. subconscious and that, and killing desire, let's yeah. say. And I, I think the scene, the scene um, 
where the partner is actually killed is slightly different in each movie. In the Norwegian version, the uh, police officer, he's like, he, it's, it's like surprise, like, mm. you told me to go down to the right side on the beach, you know, the, the, truly like kind of surprised at the accident, where the American version, the partner is like very convinced, like, You're, you shot me to, because you know I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut a deal to exactly. protect my family. He's terrified, get, he's terrified like, get yeah. away from me, get yeah. away from me. And yeah, so it, it, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And um, they had also just had a huge argument, mm-hmm. right? Where he's like, mm-hmm. they, I mean, the partner had confronted him mm-hmm. and said like, yo, I'm going to cut a deal. Like mm-hmm. I got family and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the next day um, they're talking to the local police chief mm-hmm. in Alaska. Yeah. And then um, he's like, oh, I don't want this to come back at me. Like, uh, I think they were going to go search for somebody without, you know, kind of t- mm-hmm. taking a shortcut, you know? And mm-hmm. he was like, and then he was basically just saying it out loud as like, almost like an, an, an under threat or whatever. Yeah. He was saying like, I don't want internal affairs to come in, yeah. look into this. And then, um, the partner's like, oh, don't worry about that. And then Al Pacino just freaks out and he's like, yeah. the fuck do you yeah, care? Yeah. You know, God. which is like by far the best Al Pacino yeah. outbreak it is, in the movie. <laughs> there is and this, we, we, that's one thing we, we, we should compare because the biggest difference I found in this movie, in, in these two movies is Al Pacino's portrayal versus Stellan Skarsgård's portrayal. Yeah, absolutely. Holy shit. Because Al Pacino is just, is full-on Al Pacinoing. Yeah, and he's like, he's a bit arrogant. Arrogant. He's like, he's like weathered from, yeah. from L.A. crime. Yeah, yeah. He, Like, he does exhibit, they both exhibit confidence in different ways. Like, he's very, very loose. He's like, he's, you know, like, the way he calls them off uh, on, yeah. and now on putting the backpack into evidence. Like, I've got a plan. We're going to set this trap up. Yada, yada. Read this book. Yeah. Um, versus Stellan Skarsgård razor sharp razor sharp just almost no emotion yeah no emotion like so like he he carries it in his eyes yes like I even would you see him at the very end at the very that car ride scene that last shot that lingers on him like you can tell there's a lot going on there's a lot going on in his eyes alone but he's just like he's so yeah he's just razor sharp is the best way I feel like it but can it's, be described. Do you, now, now this is like a thing. Do you think this is a product? Is this an active decision? Maybe, obviously, Al Pacino, the character, like the actor Al Pacino carries a lot of like association with yeah, him and how he to, performs. Strip that back. As opposed to like, how much of this is, you know, American characters or in stories being more bombastic and more like this is how a cop is portrayed, whereas the kind of internalness of a Nor- Scandinavian, because mm. I don't want to say Norwegian since Sells yeah. are in Swedish, but I think it's a mix. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because like, yes, there's a bit more of that, you know, mm-hmm. let's turn it up for mm-hmm. the American version. Like, let's have more steak, let's have more drama, let's have, I mean, mm-hmm. all, all the acting is. Mm-hmm. Um, better in the american version yeah. except for maybe Stellan from some perspectives i think but yeah like, it's but like Hel- Hilary swank i think she's yeah. she's good in this like mm-hmm. i didn't necessarily love her character but she's good in this role yeah she plays a kind of tropey like the plucky young local yeah. one who's like excited to get in on the case best and in stuff. class you but know like still... i did a case study on you when i was at the academy and shit. yeah yeah it's but i thought executed fine like yeah like exactly that. whereas like the the her character yeah in the Norwegian one mm-hmm. is just like completely dull. Let's yeah. be honest. And I mean the character as well, the receptionist, which mm-hmm. oh, kind of didn't really have a big role in the American version, but I still felt was treated better because in yeah. the Norwegian version, 
Um, yeah. It becomes a sexual thing. It between, becomes a weird sexual it's thing. Very it's very weird. kitten scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, should we just get into that part? Well, yeah. Because First I think up, it's important. I'd think also important. like to talk about why are women so fucking thirsty for Stellan Skarsgård in this movie? It's the eyes, man. He's like he a forty-year-old, like, but I, you know, he, he's seen with his he's shirt a off. Yeah, like he's sweaty. Yet, like, <laughs> women are like super. Oh, I mean, are, I mean, I mean, I think, are, I think the point here is like, yeah. uh, just for for those who haven't seen their yes, Norwegian. Yes, yeah, let's talk. So, um, there are three major differences that I would like that I think we need to cover that I, I um, if from the movie, uh, from the Scandinavian version to the American version, and uh, that related to Stellan Skarsgård's character. One, the when he uh, needs to retrieve the bullet um, to help plant it, in the American version, he shoots like a dead dog that's mm-hmm. found in an alleyway. <laughs> I wrote that as a note. I said, Nolan likes dogs. Yeah, in, because... the Amer- in the Norwegian version, he shoots a live dog. Yeah, he just kills a he dog. He just kills someone's dog. Yeah, in an alley where he in also it, vomited. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then cuts it out and then puts the dog in a, like a plastic bag and dumps it. Which is like, that's someone's dog. <laughs> yeah. No, or, or, I mean, it was meant to look like a stray. Are there but a lot still. of stray dogs in Norway, in Tromsø? I don't know, but yeah, well, if they are, they're only alive in the summertime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they get one year. Um, that scene, okay, then, um, during a, 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 in the American version, um, in, the, in the course of the investigation, the detective, Al Pacino, um, uh, interrogates the uh, friend of the murder victims, another 17-year-old girl at the high school, and what he does is he takes her uh, for a car ride and she's excited to go on a car ride and talk to like a big city guy. And then he does this like really freaky thing where he like drives, makes it look like he's going to drive into an oncoming uh, truck mm-hmm. and then pulls off at the last minute to like freak her. Like I, I get to freak I, her out. Exactly. Like, I, I, re- I reacted to this too. Like, like, like uh, he's obviously trying to rattle her. Yes. Because then he immediately pulls into the, the spot guard, where, where she, she was, was killed. killed or dropped. Her yeah, body yeah, was yeah, dropped. Yeah. And this is her best friend, like the. Yeah, he's trying to. So he's trying to just like make her emotionally frazzle exactly to, to, so to that, get her to talk. Yeah, which she think, then does. But like in the Norwegian in the version, Norwegian version, instead of driving against the tractor truck, he basically starts like touching her on the I leg and, and then essentially fingering her. And, and I think it was. I mean, she's like. 16, 17? I think she's put there... Well, the victim is named, is specifically said to be 17, and this is her classmate. Exactly. So, like, so I think that is, like, majorly fucking creepy. It's and just super so creepy. unnecessary. It's... it's, <laughs> it's it, I don't know what it's... It's, like, really fucked up. Yeah. First off, and you know what it else... That scene changes. That, ch- that scene, because that happens, that changes the, um, the interrogation scene with the murderer when he eventually comes into the police office because when yeah. he comes in in the American version but in both scenes um the detective starts saying to to the murderer like did you did, you, did you sleep or did you fuck her and and then the murderer responds in both of them she's 17 to which the detective says yeah, but she's hot. Like she was hot. She was good looking. Like yeah. don't don't lie to me. You know she's hot. Like in Al Pacino, he in delivers Al it in like a, I'm trying to break. Yeah, you. I'm trying to like, hey man, I get like hot's hot. Like age is a number. Like you did it like this, and like it's clear that he's trying to like uh, get under get under skin. Robin Williams' skin, which we have not talked about yet. Yeah. But then in the Norwegian version, like that's a much creepier thing to say when you have literally just yeah. like Oof. like touched. A seventeen-year-old girl, like that's a fucking crap. Yeah, and I think I think the the like the question yeah. is why is this in the movie? Why yes. why is he doing this to this uh, underage girl? It's super creepy, and I think it only makes sense because you in the Norwegian movie you also see the detective having 
um, a sexual relationship with the re- the receptionist at the hotel where he's staying. Relationships, eh? I mean, is they have like they have like they have an attraction moment. to each other. Yes. And then he essentially acts on it at some point, but then he just takes it too, too far. far, and he's too pushy, and she's like very uncomfortable, and she, ba- she ba- pushes yeah. him off and tells him to stop. Whereas, um, I mean, that never happens in Al Pacino's yeah, no. version yeah. because, or in Nolan's version because Al Pacino's for one way way older, mm-hmm. and instead at the very end, he opens up to this receptionist, receptionist but not because of a sexual thing but no. because it's just like she's non-judgmental in a sense yeah. and I felt like that was so much better handled and then again I just keep asking myself like why is this mm-hmm. co- this notion of sex so important in for, for Eric Schulbach's uh, version and mm-hmm. I think it's because it's the only thing that we can tie back to this idea of like uh, him getting caught with a witness or uh, or something. Yes. Like, he's obviously has a history like of this is a mixing his private mm-hmm. job with, like, his personal emotional feelings, which is exactly what this yeah. movie is kind of about. Mm-hmm. It's about, like, how can you be... I mean, it's basically a noir, like a, a yeah. noir film in that sense, noir. where it's like... The brightest noir you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of like when you mix those two things while, you know, your main role is being a uh, detective... Mm-hmm then you're going to get into sticky situations. It's yeah. You're going to start feeling guilty. And then, you know, on top, I feel like that, I, I'm hoping that was the whole point of including the whole sexual, mm-hmm. uh, low-key a sexual abuse with the yeah. minor in there. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that it just was completely forgotten. Like, like, like it just wasn't well handled in the, the Norwegian it, it, version. I mean, like, it's, it, it, uh, I mean, he lost me at killing the dog. But, so that's <laughs> the, like, the, just starting there, I'm like, all right, I'm out on this guy. Then he... He sexually abuses a seventeen-year-old, um, or at least takes advantage. Takes advantage. I guess she's she seems very open to it. Like there is a scene of her putting. Her, yeah, her, but like, I mean, again, but again, it doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. She's seventeen. Yeah, it's up. <laughs> like, and he's, she could be throwing herself old. at you, and you should. And wouldn't even matter if she was like thirty. Yeah, you're a police officer doing a job. Like, yeah. don't like fuck the the witnesses. Oh, one other thing, I actually just realized, but another kind of. Uh, reason yep. maybe why it was included in the Norwegian version is mm-hmm. because it makes him that much more similar to the killer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the killer also has a sexual or like a, an urge, or actually yeah. has a direct sexual relationship with with they ne- the never, victim. They never consummated, but clearly a. No, I think he did. Oh, he. Yeah, that's did what he it? said. Yeah. I thought he said he tried, and she in both versions she laughs at him. Yeah, whereas like in the American version, when he tried, quote unquote, I mean, and it was just she, kissing he, her. And then he raged. Yeah, yeah okay, whereas okay. in the Norwegian version, okay. they were going to do it. And like, um, I think that's, that they're definitely like, that's the point, is to try to make yeah. him as similar to the killer as possible. Yeah, but then that also like, I realized while just I was... just wasn't handled well. While I was watching the Norwegian one, I realized I'm not rooting for anybody in this, anyone in this movie. Well, yeah, maybe maybe good. the female police officer, I guess. Like, but she also had no screen time on that. Yeah, and she just like like much. at least Hillary Swank was treated like a real supporting character. Yeah. Whereas the Norwegian one, she yeah. was just there. She I mean, like, a lot got lost because uh, the it, it, the film, the Norwegian film, was only ninety minutes. And yeah, the, but I think, yeah, I think it, it would not have benefited from more. No, I, like, I agree. But but yeah, but I mean, if you you show a guy, who's like, those two sexual acts like really just turns me off and i'm like not hoping that he's gonna get away 
And but I mean, to a lesser extent, I think it's a little bit more complicated with the Al Pacino character, which I'm a little bit more okay with. Um, you know, because at least there's like some kind of good intentions behind the things that he did, especially right. when you understand, like when he when he does that confession scene about you know we had the guy he raped and murdered this young boy he was gonna get off we had to do something i could like i understand that more there's different i mean it's it's the it's, whole like does the end yeah justify, justify the means. means it's a little different i feel in 2020 now looking back on like yeah police use of of like <laughs> police abuses to to in order to get the people that, that we think are bad but you know 2002 different time but and 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 I think it's served differently by, um, well, and then, actually I can, I can pose this as a question. How do you feel about the decision to do, um, to change the ending where he uh, the detective survives in the Swedish version, Swedish Norwegian version and dies in the American version? So I didn't have a problem with either. Mm -hmm. And I, the big thing is that I can't decide which I like more because like, mm -hmm. I like how he survives in the Norwegian version because he has to live with his guilt, his guilt. Yeah. but I also like mm -hmm. him passing or dying in mm -hmm. the, uh, in the uh, American version because mm -hmm. it essentially like what ends up happening is that, uh, Robin Williams and Al Pacino annihilate each other, each other. and then it actually yes. gets passed down into like this next layer, which mm -hmm. is Hilary Swank's character. Mm -hmm. And she is the one who has to decide like, Oh my do gosh, I, do I toss this um, blank, yeah, yes. or not blank, shell. What's it? a shell, shell which would essentially like rid him of any guilt, mm -hmm. or do I just like, do I stick with the truth, yeah. which is exactly why we're in this mess, mm -hmm. right? And she's about to throw it, and, and he then he says, her. don't lose your way. Yeah. And it's like, he stopped this vicious cycle, kind mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. in so doing, like mm -hmm. was relieved yeah. of his guilt, and then died. Yes. So it was just kind of like, it was like a neat, tidy mm -hmm. ending. And then Hilary Swank also probably had this sure. like life-altering lesson. Whereas, like I will say, you're left with a way more eerie kind of like com contemplative feeling in the Norwegian version, yeah. because you're like that's more noiry to me. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I can't decide which yeah. I like more. But I mean, it is. Yeah, they're yeah. Which like like the Norwegian version leaves you with like um, yeah like what really is yeah his fate in terms of living with his guilt. Whereas the American version leaves you with more of this idea, not like mm -hmm. was he what, like to what extent was he guilty, but more like um, what I was getting at earlier mm -hmm. with the whole idea of like when he had been feeling so guilty for so long and he hadn't slept for so many yeah, days, yeah, yeah. then he essentially didn't know if he did it or not. Mm -hmm. That's the big like yeah. what if, or that's mm -hmm. the big like uh, question I guess in Nolan's movie. Yeah. So I think that's cool. That's that's almost like the big difference between these movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many similarities in these movies. I mean, mm -hmm. even direct dialogue yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So I think that was the big kind of like, mm -hmm. whether, I don't think it was Nolan's decision, but I'm guessing it was Clooney or... Whoever the or writer, yeah, whoever yeah. adapted to it. But yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree. I do like, I liked the annihilation of each other. I thought that was, and I, what I specifically liked about that was that um, it showed more active characters right. because in the Norwegian version... He doesn't actually kill the murderer. No, the murderer, like the death. murderer, during a chase, uh, hit falls and hits his head on a beam, and then falls into the water and drowns. As Stellan Skarsgård just kind of 
watches over him and, and I guess chooses not to save him. Yeah. I guess that's his most that's active. That's the big thing. Yeah. And, and like the, the I mean the, 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 the that's the, when he makes an active choice yeah. in, in, he goes back into the cabin. Yeah. He, uh, tosses things around and mm. then they have this, probably the coolest editing yeah. of the Norwegian version mm-hmm. is when he's just standing there seeing how things yes. played out first mm-hmm. but then he also standing in the exact same spot mm-hmm. then they just like pivot and then they see you see the rest of the crime scene people yes. coming in coming and like and closing this case right? by finding the dress and then in so doing like yes. solidifying his guilt forever yes because he knows he's gonna get away with what yes. he did yes forever exactly and he has to, to live, live with, with it. it so it's like i think that was really well done yeah. like i think that's mm-hmm. the coolest part of the norwegian movie but it's again more, yeah. i don't know it's what a I, darker it's definitely it's, so a dark, darker. it's more nihilist in a way just like but so i don't know what i like because i can appreciate both yeah. i will say watching them back to back was yeah. heavy like <laughs> yeah it was i think with here so uh again which order did you watch them in so i had actually seen the norwegian one before mm-hmm. but that was several years ago but mm-hmm. it still counts and so i watched Upon rewatch, I watched the American one first. That was my first time seeing yeah. that. And yeah. then I watched the Norwegian yeah. one again. Yeah. And I will say, like, when I watched... It was cool. I got, like, best of both worlds. Because when I watched the American version, mm-hmm. I had forgotten so much about the mm-hmm. Norwegian. And then when I watched the Norwegian, so much it just came, came back. back. So yeah. it was good. But, I mean, again, I have a clear opinion as to which one I prefer for sure. I yeah. mean, but at the same time, I think that yeah. that both handled their kind of, like, uh, larger question very well. Mm-hmm. I've got some other stuff that I want to talk to you about, and that's the use of, of light and the the, yeah. the midnight sun and how that's handled. Obviously, I mean that's so critical exactly. to the to the movie because like this, I mean it's theoretically this could be set anywhere in like a small small town kind of thing, but the the constant and incessant light yeah. is is so important. It's obviously like a metaphor for. You know, the, the shame and the guilt that's weighing yeah. on him. And from the start of the movie, uh, in in the American one, actually, I think in both of them, they're flying in, like, is the last time they're asleep for the whole movie, for the multiple yeah, days of good, it. that's a good observation. And, that, and, um, and then it ends in the American one with him dying and finally getting to sleep. Yeah, and he and, says that. He's like, I'm yeah, just going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. And then the in the Norwegian one, it ends with him, you know, he's been in this perpetual light like all the scene is the the, the movie is so like bleached it's white so sterile. it's so sterile like yeah, there's the no cinematography color is so it's, much yeah. more saturated it, it is and then but then it ends there's almost no darkness the entire movie until the very last shot as he drives into a, into a tunnel dark tunnel and it, but his eyes stay like illuminated it's that's that's what that is like yeah. really really cool i yeah. think that was uh that the was a pa- cool choice but the palettes in both are very very muted both because of the saturation Obviously, the light, the close, to the the style, because it's late late nineties, early two thousands, which was like not a lot of bright colors. Yeah. And I don't know, but Christopher Nolan, I feel like all his movies, everyone's always dressed in really muted colors. That's true, unless like, um, I mean, there's some. He he basically, if there is an active bright color, then mm-hmm. there, it's for a reason. Like Just, I mean, for those who have seen Tenet, like yeah. red and blue, that was yeah, that's good. very. I mean, you can also say Does I he think have with color, uh, isn't isn't like isn't. This might be wrong. Isn't Christopher Nolan like some level of colorblind? Oh, I have no idea. I th- let me. I'm, Vamp. Like, yeah, I don't know, but I would say that um, the the Norwegian version. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously lesser budget, smaller budget, and way way grainier. So the yeah, camera, yeah, yeah, you yeah. could tell that the camera was just like let's say of a lesser quality, but the American version, it's like yes, the colors are muted, but I mean you could tell it's just like really well crafted and mm-hmm. sharp and like. 
Um, so I, I still think that like all in all, the cinematography was better in the American version. Yes. But I will say that when you had a focus on the light, mm -hmm. It was like blisteringly yeah, yeah. bright. It was in the so Norwegian. so bright. Yeah, like to the point where it's like where you put a camera right into mm -hmm. the sun. It's like white. Blood. Yeah, like overexposed. Like yeah. anytime there was some scenes where he's crossing through the threshold of a doorway and yeah. the light from that. It's it, it's like there's just a white screen behind. Yeah, it. and I, I also think that like the the other big difference with the whole the way that light is treated is like in the Norwegian version. Um, well, in both versions they try to tape their blind shut to try to shut out the light, shut mm -hmm. out the guilt, if you will. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the Norwegian version, he sometimes like. Pick, like he just hallucinates and sees his uh, his dead partner sitting there mm -hmm. and behind him there is like a bullet sized hole yeah. of light passing yeah. through the blinds so it's like it's way more in your face and I, I, I appreciated that because like for example mm -hmm. first time I watched the Norwegian version I didn't really get the whole light thing until mm -hmm. I actually like read up about mm -hmm. the movie afterwards mm -hmm. so I think it's a bit more obvious let's say yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. What is he? Is he? I just checked. <laughs> Christopher Nolan is red green colorblind. Interesting. Which meaning, with the exception of very dark colors, uh, that he has uh, difficulty seeing a visible difference between red and green and a grayscale. Interesting. So I think that that he probably has like a cinematographer on. Someone is like, hey, uh, Chris. <laughs> Chris, we can't. Because it's pretty obvious in Tenet. Like, it's pretty. Yeah. yeah like it's, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. He's the. Yeah. Because I think of that. Like uh, uh, Dunkirk was pretty. Pretty drab, pretty. pretty uh, but I mean, again, it's like he loves movies that are either about a really horrible event, let's mm -hmm. say, whether it's a crime or mm -hmm. like war or whatever, and it just makes your 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 focus hone in on something that he wants you to focus on. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not like I don't know Baz Luhrmann or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moulin Rouge, yeah, or something. Moulin Rouge. crazy color, or like uh, what's his name, uh, the guy who did Grand Budapest Hotel, Wes Anderson, yeah. you know. But let's talk about Robin fucking oh God, Williams. Right. R.I.P. Like, oh, oh, I mean, the, first of all, the way he's introduced in the American version, mm -hmm. just like so nonchalant. It's like, um, for context, Al Pacino has just broken into his apartment and mm -hmm. he's, he's going to check, like he's looking for clues and shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, before Robin Williams left, he left, he put a little cardboard piece on the top like of the door. Shit. Yeah, to, yeah, to basically, broke in. yeah, to set like an alarm. Mm -hmm. And like, you just... They just suddenly just cut to a shot where Robin Williams is, is just standing there. Yeah. And if you didn't know that he was in this, yes. you would be shocked. Yeah. Because it's Robin Williams. He's I'm a comedian. I'm so bummed that I knew it was Robin Williams. Yeah. Although I guess it also I would have read it in the credits. In I the kind credit. of forgot. So for me, I was like, yeah. whoa, yeah. this is sick. Because, I mean, he's a comedian and this is a very serious role. Yeah, well, so he had already at this point done, he must have done Good Will Hunting. By now. So that was a serious. I think role. the other big one was um, Boat, one hour photo. No, the Awakening, or okay. Awakenings. It's about where he's a doctor. It's actually based on a true story. Okay, so uh, I'm looking here. So Robin Williams, he had also uh, he uh, uh, he appeared in. He was the bad guy in One Hour Photo. Do you know this? I've never seen that. It's a 2002. It says an American psychological thriller film where um, I believe it's uh, cool. someone is coming in and like you know you remember in the old days. Back before all these yeah. these these dings before and booms, the yes, age. when we would have to go and actually process your photos. So he, Robin Williams, is working at a one-hour photo store, and then I think he's like 
because he gets to see all the photos. He's somehow like stalking the people. I've never actually seen it, but he plays a creepy okay. serial killer kind of character. So that came out the same year that this kid, this movie came out. I'm guessing so it I, wasn't well received though. If you haven't heard much about it, because this is like uh, he kills 82 it. on Robin uh, on Robin Robin, Tomato, Robin, Robin Tomatoes. <laughs> Robin's Tomatoes. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, 82. Okay, we got to check that out. Yeah. So, but either way, I either think way. Robin Williams kills this role like he's so good Com- yes. and especially very and, reserved yeah but I like, thought no, he might no be offense more... to the Norwegian uh, yeah. guy who plays the yeah. antagonist but like Robin Williams is just so good because again he delivers a performance where you genuinely believe that he uh, it was an accident he seems very kind yeah whereas like in the Norwegian movie mm-hmm. this guy is a creep he's cool. a creep mm-hmm. and like again it makes yeah, this... uh, the, the detective and the, the murderer mm-hmm. more similar Whereas, yeah. like, I just love that yeah. scene on the boat in Alaska yeah. With, yeah. Where, where they basically the ferry, crack where they... their plan together to frame. Yes, and they, yeah. I did, that's other things that I liked, the elements that they added into the American version. The, the wild card element, you know, yeah. so the tape recording that uh, Robin Williams does of Al Pacino, which I thought was kind of like, I, was, I don't know why. What do you mean? Like, Al Pacino, I was like, why aren't you recording? Like, if you're yeah. going in a project, like, this is a... This, a lot this can go wrong time, here. Yeah. I don't but, think he I think he constantly underestimated him. Yeah. And then and then the um you know they, they had the the you know they had this the wild card element. Um and then the other thing was um uh I thought it was interesting that they changed in the Norwegian version it is a plan that's I feel like instigated by Stellan Skarsgård to, to Yes, that, I, his, I noted that yeah, too. Sue is he, like it's his idea. It's his like we Where's need it? to frame somebody. Exactly. We need to get the boyfriend, fuck them. He, he takes the gun and Stellan Skarsgård is the one leading that, leading it and breaks in and plants. We also need to also talk about that sex scene. Um, we'll come back to that. But then in, whereas in the American version, they're, they're, they're not, no, it's, they, it's, it's Robin Williams idea. It's Robin Williams idea and he's pushing it and Al Pacino is like, no, he's, no, no, let's yeah, not. Then, but there's that great scene where yeah. there's, there, there, uh, the, it's very close up. You mm-hmm. see there are two heads where it's like, yeah. uh, Robin Williams is on the right. And Al Pacino is on the left, and the only thing that's separating them is this pole, this physical yeah, pole, yeah. from this ferry that they're uh, mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. And you can just see Al Pacino like resting his head yeah. against this pole. Like mm-hmm. out of one, he's mm-hmm. in, he's uh, suffering from insomnia, insomnia yeah. and two, he's also like he's yeah. giving up. He's like, okay, yeah. we to, in yeah, order to yeah. cover my ass here, yeah. we have to do this. But he also, but then in the in the American version, after when they realize that they're getting the warrant to search the kids' apartment, the boyfriends, yeah. Al Pacino is traveling to try to prevent it from happening. Yeah. He's trying to f- get the gun away to to save the guy. So that's completely the opposite. Yeah. So it's it's. I just again, I liked it more. I liked the American version more in yeah. that sense because yeah. it was more cat mouse and it yeah. was more like who's gonna best who. Yeah, exactly. Because like he doesn't directly. I mean, he kind of like, like I said, he he basically underestimates yes. Robin Williams too much, and then he yeah. and he's at odds because Al Pacino in this, in, 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 I like it because it is as as all good stories should be. It should be the human heart in conflict with itself, because he, he is in this in the in these scenes. Al Pacino has the mix that he's like, I want to catch this guy. He is guilty for murdering a young woman. I also want to get away with the thing that I did shooting this guy because it will lead to a lot of people. If, if I get caught, a lot of bad guys are going to be released from prison, but also he kind of wants to get caught yeah. for like the bad thing. He, he wants the relief, the relief of being like, it's over. And now, so he's, he's mixed between like, 
do I, you know, do I work with Robin Williams? Do I like he, the points where he's like debating killing him? Like he, he there is just he's like it. he's like maybe it. he might kill him there. He might not. It's it's a constant back and forth. Whereas uh, in the Norwegian version, I feel like Stellan Skarsgård is like from moment one like. All right, we're on a team. We got to get through this. I have a direct objective. I am trying to fulfill. You also get the feeling that Stellan Skarsgård, like he's the one man show. He's a one man mission guy. Yeah. Whereas, like, um, there was more camaraderie. I think actually mm-hmm. in the Pacino mm-hmm, partnership mm-hmm. with the guy who who ended up dying. Like you could just yes. feel that Pacino has, like, like Stellan yeah. is such a loner, and mm-hmm. in, that, in that sense, even more of a of a film noir, right? It's like the lonely detective. Yes. But at the same time. Mm-hmm. More tension in the American version, therefore, I thought that was treated better. Yeah, 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 totally. I, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I do want to mention that I, this is that's the sexy. Stellan Skarsgård goes in to plant a plant a gun. the gun. Yeah, in a young teen, the, the teen's apartment. The I guess he owns a house. Ever, There's yeah. this is another weirder Norwegian thing that I feel like is uh, doesn't track in. Uh, everyone Americans. leaves their door unlocked. <laughs> everyone, I mean, I, that could be true, but also like they they when they say like this is a seventeen year old girl, she's in high school, she has her own apartment and lives alone. Like I right. feel like that's unheard of in America. <laughs> they, yeah, that's where, true. Whereas and the, so this kid, so the, when he plants the gun at the boyfriend's apartment, and then the boyfriend comes home with the woman best friend who the he best has friend just also had like fingered and shit. Which yes, is super and then uncomfortable. he. Thank God they don't shut the door when they have sex, because that's what Stellan's hiding is behind hiding the door. Everywhere. And that's the other thing. Stellan Skargot is in unflappable through this movie. Like he he is you never see him. He perspirates like, panic. a lot. Though. He is well he is has a flop sweat about him. He is yeah, just constantly. He's just like, a but like dude. you don't see him like, oh fuck, I'm about to get caught. He just like calmly very calmly yeah. walks behind Razor the door, sharp. Ri- just waits there. Razor you sharp. know, it's another one that here that this is very different between the American, uh, the American, the Norwegian version. So the stakeout scene of the shed, in the American version, you, um, the uh, Robin Williams's character goes up to the shed. The that one cop accidentally hits a um, like a megaphone, but and it, it, it makes like, a <clears throat> yeah it makes a signal that alerts Robin Williams. So Robin Williams starts running, and. To which the police officers, Al Pacino, his partner, they all draw their guns and they're yeah. like, run, let's go, dude. And they're yeah. chasing and running. In the Norwegian version, uh, the guy lightly knocks over a cup of coffee. Yeah, I believe, thermos. A thermos, which breaks, which apparently is the loudest thermos in the world. <laughs> this The guy... Um, the, he doesn't really react in he, the beginning. At the beginning. And then he goes in the shed. Then all of the, <laughs> the police officers calmly walk yeah, to the like, shed. They like... Stella's got, like, like, he's got almost his, his hands in his pockets. They, like, walk up very, very slowly, and they're like, all right, come out. Yeah. Exactly. Come out, like, when it's they, not like, freeze, yeah, the police no, here. And then they, like, for, you're like, uh, you know, a murderer, so yeah, we need to no, catch you. The, 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 and this, I mean, this is just a difference between American uh, movies by the introduction of firearms, like, f- everyone having firearms, I think. Yeah. Changes a bit of it. And so when they're like that way, they're like, ah, it's, it's a lone guy in a shed. He's probably unarmed. We could just walk up and grab him. Which yeah. I, I just laughed. I thought that was really funny. I think it's a good point. I, I Again, it's like they just turned everything up a little bit in the remake. Mm-hmm. They had a little bit more drama, a little bit more tension. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I think it really paid off. Yeah. I, I definitely I, I definitely think so. But the uh, the original is definitely more of that like 
film noir type vibe, whereas the remake is more of like a drama, uh, cat mouse drama. Like a thriller, like a crime. It's not like a well, film noir. I wouldn't call yeah. Nolan's version a film noir because there's mm-hmm. not like this. There's not as much of attention just on Al Pacino. It's like it's just the mm-hmm. entire setting. It's more cat mouse. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so yeah, uh, I think um, I think overall, Robin Williams though. I mean, yeah, he just he it's, just he killed that, and um, I'm a little mm-hmm. surprised that he actually got pushed to the edge to the point where he mm-hmm. um, was killed. Like they annihilated themselves because that's the other. That's the that's the only other thing that mm-hmm. I I maybe felt like was out of character. Like the guy, yeah. he crossed the line. Robin Williams, you know, he, he accidentally kills a girl. He crossed the line, and he he keeps saying like, "You don't come back from that." Mm-hmm. And like, I would have just left it at that in a sense. Whereas you know, instead, it's just very forcefully like made. You're, you're like you're made aware that he's basically gonna do whatever it takes to to stay. Um, out of the clear or yeah, just yeah, stay yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. And instead he's just like, you know, he's, he's willing to kill the police officer, like yep. Hillary mm-hmm. Swank. Mm-hmm. And again, that was a little out of character too. Yeah. Like you fix like, yeah. Cause he, he gets caught. What is it? She's, he, she, she sees the, the dress. dress. Yeah. And then she, he, she's he like, Oh, I'm about to like grab this gun. And mm-hmm. then he's like, okay, I'm trying to hit her over the head. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, where do you think, uh, where, uh, does this film fall to you um in, in your ranking of christopher nolan movies that's a great question um, it is this one movie is thought of i i saw from the rankings that i've looked on his, his worst, worst yeah that's a lot of, a lot of people say it's his worst i definitely think it's i mean just yeah. by sheer definition because it's his least <laughs> recognized film mm-hmm. it is his most underrated um yeah i i think i have used for let, let, just uh, i have seen i've not seen following i've seen everyone except for following yeah, okay. yeah and i think that um this one, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I really loved it. So I don't. I have a hard time saying it's his worst. Um, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, all of his. In some you ways, and I are Nolan fans, so like yeah. all of his movies are good. It's a. It's in some ways, I would almost say that maybe Batman Begins is Dark my Night, least Dark favorite. Rises? No, I love that one. Are you kidding? So really? good. Really? Yeah. I think a lot of people Bang. think of that as uh, worse. Than really? Batman Begins. Yeah, I mean, like. Batman Begins was awesome for mm-hmm. sure. It like, but out of the three, it's maybe the one that I mm-hmm. care the least for. Mm-hmm. And because those are a trio, mm-hmm. then that automatically becomes yeah, like, uh, yeah. even if it's a all three are great. If you're just the worst uh, yeah, of the three, yeah, uh, yeah, then you automatically get put third further down the list. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming following. I, I don't even know what that's about to be honest. So it's. I think it's about a guy who's like at a a co- like he 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 just starts as a hobby. Like, uh, you know, like you sit at a cafe and you just kind of people watch. So he people watches, but then starts following people and oh. just like following and seeing what their lives are. And he a- ends up following a guy who turns out to be a thief. Like, and he tracks him and finds he's a thief and then they start working wow, together and something. Yeah. It's black and white. Right? It isn't black and white because no one is colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. Yeah. I definitely got to check that out. Yeah. Um, Let's say that, okay, I get why it might be placed under his... It's also because he didn't write it. I think a lot he, is he didn't write it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's, I mean, it's not in his fair, milieu. Like he, the, didn't, he didn't have to write it because it had been written yeah, before, yeah, too, yeah. right? But I do think that... Um, do you know what one thing I'm convinced that he did? Like, I'm trying to look at the little stuff that, that, that like, the little Nolan the touches. Little, yeah. And one of them, I think, is, uh, did you notice uh, or read up on um, Al Pacino's character's name? No. So he's Detective Dormer. 
Okay. Detective Dormer or uh, oh, Dormer, Dormer, Dormer to sleep. is French I mean, to, yeah. to sleep. To sleep. And I'm like, fuck, oh. that's so obvious Nolan did that. That is so He loves true. that shit. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It might not be his strongest movie, but I do think, especially when you peg the original to this, then mm-hmm. you realize that like, wow, this mm-hmm. is a really great remake. Mm-hmm. And I would actually argue it's better than the original. Yeah. It is. Well, the, um, how much more notes do you have to, to go through? I think we've covered the most, the biggest parts yeah. um, of, of everything that I wanted to, to say. I, I still, I think the two biggest things here is that, uh, like the big wins for Nolan was mm-hmm. the, the, the added plot device of the internal investigation. Mm-hmm. And the big loss for, for Schulberg's uh, version is the whole sexual part. The, like the whole, Would like... Would this have come off better in like 1997 when it... To be honest, I don't know. I think I, mean, I think it just didn't land in general, um, because it's just because it's so it's so enigmatic. Like you don't get it right off the bat. So as an audience member, it took me like took me a while to just kind of connect all those like string together why mm-hmm. all those sexual connotation things mm-hmm. are included in the movie. Yeah. So for most people, I think you're just sitting there watching it and you're realizing like this guy's just fucking creepy. Like yeah. there's nothing else to this. It's Murders just, a dog. Yeah. Like. You and the sexually dog. assaults I, two women. I'm a dog yeah, person, okay? Yeah, so, yeah. But no, also, like, sexually assaults two women. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, it just doesn't land. Like, it just... Yeah. Uh, you yeah. don't feel like it makes sense right off the bat. Yeah. Cool. All right, man, you want to go to, like, some categories? Let's do it. So, we'll pro- we'll do this... Uh, since this is a little different than our the process we normally do, we'll do some different categories. I think we'll still come up with a ranking uh, of the movies on our six-point six scale. But first... Um, do you have, but I, 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 I didn't, I didn't prep you names. Did you have a guy or do a, a, a for me, it was, for <sighs> me in guy? both, it was the police officer that gets shot in the leg. Cause he, yeah. is, he shot in both movies. And then, you know, the detective in both goes up is like, you cool. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm hitting the thigh. Like this is, you know, that could hit an artery. You could bleed to death from that. And he's like, all right, well, where's the point at the guy? I'm like, yeah. all right, go that way. Yeah. Like, and also, it's the guy who fucks up, who either knocks the thermos over or hits the... Yeah. Gun. So, and I mean, I've been that guy. Like, in the, <laughs> you know, like, important client meeting or something, fucked up and, like, caused problems for other people. It just... So that's your guy? That's, my, that's my guy in both. I or, actually haven't thought about it, but yeah. maybe Hilary Swank. I, or, like, yeah. at least in the American version, I would maybe go for Hilary Swank's mm-hmm. character because she's... She's also, like... She's a great foil mm-hmm. to the hardened detective. She's, yeah. like bright eyed and f- new to the scene and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Earnest and honest. Yeah. yeah. But to be honest, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. really think about it in those mm-hmm. terms. Yeah. Um, well then we can talk about some other things. So, uh, let's, I've got three things here for who did it better. So, uh, Al Pacino versus Stellan Skarsgård. They're exact opposites. They're both, I think, I think we both think they're good performances fantastic performances. just and told i'm glad that they went in totally different directions with yeah. it I, I like when a character when they make it their own yeah but who would you say if, if we had to say who did it better <sighs> okay so i think i finally landed like although i i mean I already said it i enjoyed nolan's version more and mm. therefore al pacino had like let's say an easier time yeah, just to work with yeah. the, i mean he killed it like he yeah. was a, he, he but i do think that Stellan, given what he was given to work with, like given the source material, mm-hmm. and like if you just have to, like he was given a job to do the whole sexual weird stuff, and like given mm-hmm. all that, he just did it so well. So I actually mm-hmm. think he had a better performance. 
I mean, he carries so much of it in his eyes when he's like, like I keep saying, mm-hmm. razor sharp, you know, mm-hmm. um, works alone, like no conscience, almost no emotion. And I just think like, I just, I bought it. Like he yeah. just, he was just gone in yeah. that role, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to Al Pacino. Really? Yeah. What's your big like selling point? I, um, we haven't talked that much about it, but I, uh, felt the impact of the insomnia morph with Al Pacino. I, I thought it was overdone. That's you thought it was overdone? Okay, yeah. Because like, like, I mean, in, 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 in Al Pacino's version, he's like, he's like literally yeah. blinking but to that's, the point I where it's like... I think that's what you're like. like I don't think a, it is. I I've never am obsessed with sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, if I, I get less than eight hours of sleep, I'm a cranky little saucy Same. bitch. And, <laughs> and I just really, I'm like, I, I felt it more. I, I, if, I mean, it's, it, it just hit me more and maybe this could it could be like some kind of american perspective that i have because stellan scarzard was so reserved and so like he didn't react to a bunch of a a lot of the scenes like first encountering the killer almost being caught like things like that which i wanted a little bit more i mean i'm a very theatrical kind of person in my just in my day-to-day life so i think i identified more with al pacino and those so i mean they're both great i mean this is they're both fantastic, amazing actors uh, to this day. So I, I, it just Al Pacino happened to work better for me in this one. I hear that. All right, let's move on. So uh, Christopher Nolan versus Eric. What was it? Shield. What's his? Shield Biden. No. Oh, Shield, Shield Boulder. Shield Boulder. All right. Uh, obviously Nolan. I mean. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we've. That's I mean, been pretty clear. Plus, like uh, Eric Shobat has the horrible, horrible Lucas yeah. behind him. In his I'm not, we're not, we're done. We're done. We're, 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 allowed, we're, we're allowed to bring it up because it's in his repertoire yes. and that movie was so bad. Te- technically it hadn't happened yet. It, I, I, it comes I, later. When was but, that, it, but, 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 but like Tenet, it reverberated back in time exactly. into, exactly. into this movie. You felt it. Yeah. There were some, some... I mean, I do think this is his best movie though. Yeah. Eric Schoenberg's yeah. best movie. I, this is really well done. Mm-hmm. The like I, I said, the editing in the last scene in the cabin where mm-hmm. they're kind of like he's sealing the deal. Yeah. I thought that was so so well done. Yeah. And the thing with the eyes and the closing yeah. shot, all that stuff was really both great. fog scenes. I thought were done really yeah, well. Yeah, and I'm guessing it was way harder in for Eric Schulberg's version. A smaller budget. Yeah, just way way harder to do. And and I think they they both did them equally what like so so yeah. that, that the fog yeah because that's gotta be so hard to shoot in fog like getting exactly. the right amounts who knows what the actual weather's like that's very difficult i did notice some problems overall with the with the norwegian version there were some scenes that were a bit out of focus i was about to yes. say exactly like not only green no, but like green, straight up out of focus. out of focus when it, it like it was and it was a scene where the uh, where specifically i've written here where skarsgård is talking to the receptionist after the shooting when he first comes in like the, the scene's just it's just blurry movies. and yeah. like which and also I, the I dubbing. Like, it's not the you, quality because we no. both watched it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice the dubbing was a little the dubbing was kind of rough. There was some ADR that they did for any of the scenes that were shot in cars. They clearly oh. couldn't I yeah, I, I, I didn't catch that, but yeah. I mean I definitely definitely mm-hmm. resonate with the yeah. uh, I mean yeah. smaller budget too, but still we're giving it to Nolan on this one. And then the last category, uh who did it better? The the concept of the midnight sun. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, Schalberg actually. I yeah. agree. Yeah, because like it was just it was that blisteringly sterile yeah. brightness, ra- yeah, rather than like 
okay, we get it, he can't sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? But There's there some was... shadow, I think, in, in, the, in the Nolan version. Like, the light does kind of fluctuate a little bit, but in every scene in the Norwegian one, it is just... Yeah. There's no shadow. It's just constant whiteness. It's... I will say the one scene that I thought was really well done in the Nolan version in relation to the light was mm -hmm. when um, he has just rushed to the scene of the kid's apartment because he's about to... Yeah. To... Try to stop. Try to stop try the to gun stop, or whatever. Try to find the gun before the guy's yeah. trying to execute and the Yeah, and he's basically trapped in the bathroom, and he's yeah. he's like, I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm fucked. Yeah. And then he's just standing there in the bathtub, yeah. and right when the 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 a guy's about to open the door, then like more and more light comes onto his yeah. face. Mm -hmm. Like it's very subtle, mm -hmm. but you know, knowing ha having seen the original and knowing the mm -hmm. light was such a big part, I was like, okay, that was that was cool. Cool. Good. All right, let's move to our the final category. So. um... We're going to rate it on a one to six scale, but we need to pick an object. Now, this is two different movies, so we need to find, do we want, we, I assume we want to find a common object between it. Right. I have nothing picked, so we need to, we need to discuss yeah. this. What do you think it should be? I, I mean, I had the idea of like um, uh, one to six sleepless nights. Yes. Uh, because, you know, but then again, yes. I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing. We could do it how, on a scale of one to six, like... How many sleepless nights do you give these movies? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a okay. Or, or I mean, yeah, what's another? What do you think the movie takes place over the course of? It's like seventy-two hours, maybe. Yeah, no, right. I think he says directly. Um, you got to be solve it. Yeah, they, no, they, no, no. He says, he says. Um, um, the Robin Williams says, "Midnight will be six. Oh, six days. Yeah. You're gonna beat my record. Be so yeah, like, yeah. Al Pacino's been awake for six, six nights straight. Okay." Yeah. Or days, yeah. All right. Well, on a scale of one to six sleepless nights, what do you give each of these films? I'm going to give um, the original. Yes. Um, Eric Sh uh, Schoenbeig's version, maybe four and a half. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Four and a half sleeping nights. Because again, it's the original. Yes. So he immediately You get just, a lot of credit for that. You get a lot of credit. And like, it is well done. It's mm -hmm. really well done. And the plot, I mean, we're still talking about it. It's yeah. been around for more mm -hmm. than 20 years. Um, but I will give the Nolan version a full five. five so it's six, got a whole, it's, sleepless night. yeah, it's got a whole extra half night of yeah. sleeplessness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's just because I think that they, they, um, they replicated the best parts yes. and then they added yeah. exactly what was needed yeah. to just turn it up. I'm going to scale, take what you did and scale them both down a little bit, but kind of in the same order. I'm going to give it three sleepless nights for the original. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, still executed very well, great on the budget. I was very, very bothered by the stuff that we've talked about. Those, yeah. those, those choices, I think, are really, really hard to justify. Yeah. This, this, the sexual politics of this, and and I, I, I we think we've gone valid. through it enough. I'm giving it three, three, <laughs> and then I'm gonna, but I'm gonna bump up a full four for the Nolan. It's um, four for Nolan, four sleepless nights. Um, I would probably go higher had I not known that it wasn't a remake because a lot oh, in, yeah, the, in the same way you're saying like you get because more credit, the original, the original yeah. you get to take, when you get to take a second stab at it, at a movie, you get to take all the good parts of the original and then, and then learn from the mistakes. That's true actually. And, and so it, had he created this out of whole cloth, like I, I'd go higher, but knowing it's a remake, that's kind of lessens it a little bit for me. So, yeah. but still, uh, I think we both agree overall the better movie. Um, still, uh, recommend it. I mean, I would recommend Absolutely. anybody. Available. Both of them are available on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I would highly at least recommend the, the, Nolan, the one. Nolan one. I yeah. mean, especially with Tenet 
uh, yeah. coming out or, or, or already have been out. Yes. One day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, um, cool. This is fun. I got nothing else, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah. And, and if uh, <laughs> and you got any other recommendations, like, please let us know your thoughts on this kind of stuff. If I love this. Yeah. People yeah. sending in stuff. If that's like. Uh, yeah. We could find other things. Yeah. The, please tell me, like, Denis Villeneuve did a remake of a Norwegian movie <laughs> so I could have something to talk I doubt about. It. <laughs> can find it. There's no Norwegian version of Dune. Um, yeah. Well, uh, please uh, uh, send us a, an email to podfornorga at gmail.com. Uh, we read all the emails, and we're happy to take any recommendations. Um, but other than that, we'll see you guys uh, from the next podcast. Bye. Take care.